Greetings and welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. Bullet. Yay. And today you are joining us for Season 2, Episode 15, Pen Pals. Yeah. What, a, a, what a fun name. It's, it's a fairly sweet episode. It is. It's a. Uh, it's definitely a kid-friendly episode. You see, uh, there's a little kid in trouble and Data's gonna, Data's gonna ride to the rescue. Hey, and, it. <laughs> and, and, and it's also very Wesley-centric too. Yeah, Wesley is the, uh, is the star of the B-plot here because our, right. our boy Crush gets his first taste of uh, command as he's given the geologic survey of this system. Mm-hmm. Episode's kind of interesting in that like there's a distinct jump in time that does not come across. Yeah, that no, was yeah. weird. They arrive in the system, they start their geologic survey, Data receives this message from out in the void, and then... He's talking to Picard about it later, and he's like, yeah, eight well, I weeks received ago. this eight weeks ago, and I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like, it's been eight weeks, apparently. It is one of the uh, failings of Next Gen, and well, a lot of things, really, that they don't do a really good job conveying the passage of time. Yeah, this... uh, it was a problem in the Lord of the Rings movies, it's a problem in the Star Wars movies. It's a problem here. In TNG, though, in general, in most episodes, it seems like everything is very self-contained and yeah. takes like a day or two. Yeah. yeah. If you feel like you're almost experiencing things happening in real time. So then when he said, oh yeah, that was eight weeks ago, there was no no prompting at all that that had Yeah, that was quite jarring. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, it doesn't happen a lot on Next Gen. It gives the impression that this is like their longest singular, singular mission pretty much <laughs> in the entire run of the show. Certainly I, up to this point. I, I, think yeah. that, I think they've done missions of similar lengths before, but we don't hear a lot about the passage we, of time. We, we so. don't see all that geological survey action. Yeah. No, it's true. Exactly. Like, that stuff boring, man, so we don't get that. You know, they do often cite star dates when they're giving those captain's yeah. logs update, but maybe maybe if we were, like, keenly attuned to what precisely yeah. the star date translated to, we'd realize, you know, when they give one and they cut to another scene, it's like, yeah, captain's, captain's log update, it's actually five weeks later. Yeah, and, and that might very well be the case, maybe. and we would have no idea, no way of knowing. Nope. We just we just take it for red, and um, yeah. Uh, so this episode, the uh, the Enterprise has uh, arrived at the star system where uh, all of the planets suffer some major uh, geologic instability. They live fast and die hard, as Riker says. Uh, as Riker lets us know, he really uh, admires them for that. Worf is quite concerned that perhaps an outside force is responsible for this because Worf is always looking for someone to fight and if he can't fight plate tectonics then he wants to know if there's someone behind it that he can fight well God yeah Worf would really like to fight God (laughs) not to not to you know jump to the ending here but Worf kind of got his way in the end they end up they do end up torpedoing (laughs) plate tectonics that's true yeah that is true and yet he was totally against it yep oh he just wanted to see everyone die yeah Yeah. anyhow we'll get there yeah yeah. we'll get there so they're here to investigate what's going on with these planets they're going to use this opportunity to uh, put Wesley in charge of one of the geologic surveys as kind of a sink or swim kind of test of his his command ability yeah Picard refers to it as tempering him yeah tempering him like steel because when I think of Wesley I do think of tempered steel (laughs) there are a lot of like (laughs) metaphors or like language but a young boy's steel. I was not at all comfortable with it. <laughs> and it's kind of weird who is in favor of uh, helping out Wesley and who isn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, for some reason, Pulaski is like really strong in favor of giving him some more responsibility and really yeah, helping yeah. him out. Which, I don't know, it seems uncharacteristic what? for him. Yeah. Were any of them really against it, though? No, I mean, 
P- Pulaski was also the most against yeah. it too. Like yeah. she, she oscillated, right? Like she comes in, she's like, "What if we push him too hard? What if we're yeah, like, blah 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 blah?" We need to. Give I think we should do it. Support. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, she she came across as kind of a human being in that discussion. Yeah, yeah. A, no, she's actually I, pretty I kinda, good in this episode. I was kind of feeling like maybe she was like an evil mastermind. She's like, <laughs> "No, if we push him too hard, he could break. What if we do this and he breaks? What if he breaks? What if he breaks? Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do Let's it. do it. Break him. <laughs> I want to see this. Break. I must break." <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's the Ivan Drago to Wesley. Oh, uh, whatever she hits, she destroys. <laughs> <laughs> Pulaski the Punisher. Uh, so that's our B plot for this: is Wesley's gonna go try out this command thing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Data has got his own little side project here. He's messing around with the uh, communications he's, array. He's a hacker in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's messing around with the communication array to uh, look for signals, natural and unnatural. You know, he's tuning things out. He's he's doing data shit, boost signals, yeah, and boosting so forth. signals yeah. and stuff, enhancing things. Yeah, and, and Worf comes and steps on all his circuit yeah. boards. And Worf's like Oops. accidentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worf kicks something over. He's like, and Data's like, I will remove that to my quarters. He's like, good. Worf is just angry this entire episode, more well, so than usual. He's he bored is, to although, tears. Although he was really kind of keen on what Data was doing at first. He's like, what yeah. are you doing? I'm doing this. Good. I like the sound of that. <laughs> and then he kicks over his shit, and that, and that just ruins his day. And then he's just pissed off for nine weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, as soon as, as we find like, out. <laughs> once, once Riker shut him down, he's like, oh, yeah. what, what if there's an outside force? There's no outside force, dipshit. This is just geology. Don't be dumb, Worf. That's dumb. Oh. You'd think he'd be used to being shut down, though. <laughs> you'd think. Uh, <laughs> Poor guy. You'd think. <laughs> it happens almost every episode. So, Data discovers a, uh, a signal. A, uh, an alien signal from one of these planets. It's a, it's a little girl. And he starts up a conversation, because Data. Yeah. That naivety that uh, yeah. that informs his character. And, like, the, the initial exchanges about this kind of make it sound like it's an email scam that he's gotten himself involved yeah. in. Like, he goes to Picard about it and, like, <laughs> okay, so listen. There's this I, Nigerian... I received- this message yeah. and you know we got to talking back and forth and being like okay and now I'm in Hawk yeah. right <laughs> and so I transferred him all these credits <laughs> so that he could you know make this transfer but I haven't gotten my credits back yet nor the millions I was promised what do you think about all this <laughs> Mr. Data you've been scammed that's the oldest scam in the galaxy it scams like 500 years old <laughs> yeah. yeah come on <laughs> And one thing that's also funny and kind of contributes to Picard being a little ticked off about all of this is every time someone comes to him, he's trying to just go out and do some horse riding on the holodeck. (laughs) But hey, that's a crazy thing too that I just thought of. So at the beginning of the episode, Picard and Deanna are on the holodeck. He's just about to get onto his horse after Mm -hmm. they have their long talk about horses. Which, apparently, because uh, Linda Snodgrass, who's the story supervisor, is way into horses, so that's how this happened. And we learned some stuff, like Betazoids are not actually good with animals because they kind of get swept up in the animal passions. Mm -hmm. Picard tells us some just downright weird things about (laughs) Arabian horses and how they would feed, like, children with their milk and stuff. and Bedouins. Bedouins. I was just like, uh, like, I didn't even know about horse milk until 
until that, until that, and I was just like, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, so don't forget it's it. just not something I thought about. Yeah. Don't forget it is the 24th century. There's a decent chance, you know, as happens with you know the passage of time, facts get blurred, things that we yeah. know are not true now that yeah. people just consider a fact. Then it's quite possible Picard's source material for all this is uh, a book about the Dothraki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, so he before he gets to Mantap, he's just about to climb into the saddle when uh, Riker calls him and says, come up to the bridge and check out this shit. It's crazy. And then we cut to, like, later, when we cut to uh, Data going to meet him. It's eight weeks later. And it took still... Picard eight weeks to try to get back to the holodeck to have his horse ride. And, and he got interrupted again. Interrupt him. And this is something we were discussing when we were watching the episode. There's no reason for Picard to have needed to go up to the deck to see the uh, yeah, shit that's yeah. going on on the planet. They could, it's he, a holodeck. Yeah, yeah. They could. He got changed out of his cashmere cardigan, too. Oh, like his man, riding clothes. They, they could have piped that visual down to the holodeck. Yeah. No problem. Like we were talking about, it's the holodeck. They yeah. could have just projected the image of the view screen onto the side of the goddamn <laughs> yeah, horse. Exactly. Like, could have done anything. They could have created a holographic view screen for him to use if they really wanted yeah. to. Like, come on. No, it, so it's pretty silly. you can see silly. why he's a little annoyed. Yeah, and it takes him eight goddamn weeks to get back there <laughs> and then, again, denied. Well, yeah, there's, there's a freaking cue for the holodeck. He missed his turn. <laughs> That's right. Or, or maybe he's just been blowing off everything while uh, he's been Wesley in there for does, eight weeks. Yeah, like Wesley's been doing the geological survey and they're they're not going anywhere, so he doesn't have any captaining to do. So he's just off horse riding for yeah. eight weeks. Yeah. That's why Warp's so pissed. <laughs> <and> ho- <laughs> Picard's hogging the holiday. Yeah. And and so when Data goes to the holodeck too, like when when he's he scans Serjanka's planet, oh, yeah. uh, and then he's like, then he's like, computer, where's the captain? Captain's on holodeck three. Off he goes, and and Worf is just like looking at him, like doesn't know why he's, he's like, off. I, I want to see the captain. <laughs> why do you get to see the captain? I can't just go barge up to the captain. What's <laughs> Worf can't be around horses. Yes. They just don't get along. I it's, can't imagine. I was it's fair. I don't. I'm not a horse fan. I is that, no. I had that a friend who had horses when I was a kid. No, nah, nah, I couldn't be around him. It was weird. I, it, they really missed an opportunity there when when Picard goes up to the holodeck and he's like programming it in. Give me the woods, and then I want a riding animal. And they, and it's like, what kind of animal do you want? And he picks horse. He's like, what about dragon, Picard, or <laughs> unicorn, or well, the computer anything. does offer him yeah, other options, alien, and he's alien just things. like fucking horse. No. Boring human horse, like Terran horse. Yeah, lame. Lame. Go unicorn, man. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, come on. If, like yeah. it's almost the same, but cooler. Exactly. Come on. It's the holodeck. You Live can a do, little. Do anything. It's like, uh, what would you like to ride, Cobra Buzzbore? <laughs> do it. Make it. It's I want a unicorn, <laughs> and I want to drink a bottle of expensive red wine while I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> That seems more Picard speed, right? I want, a, yeah. I want a cybernetic unicorn with a laser eye. Uh, the the horse from Brave Star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I want to ride him, and then I want to hop off his back and have him get up on two legs and start talking to me and make things weird. Uh, we'll go bar hopping. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have a really weird relationship. That's odd. Oh, that's a weird show. Terrible show. I want, show I, want to, I want him to have a really gravelly voice like Shira's horse. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Shira! Oh my god! <laughs> like, Jesus. That horse smoked like 40 cigars a day. It was uh, impressive. So, Luke, look out! Is that Reginald Barkley over there? <laughs> What's he doing behind that bush? <laughs> oh! That's your exact double over there, except he's naked. Anyhow, um, meanwhile, our boy Wesley is 
having some troubles. Like he's trying to to make this thing work. He's he sought advice a couple of times about how to put his team together and how to have command presence. He's been kind of you know condescended to by at least one member of the yeah, team. Yeah, by uh, Spider Man Three, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. yeah, he's just like uh, he's like, hey, listen, buddy, if you have any trouble at all, you just give me a signal. I'll take over I'll for you. Take we, over. We altogether. don't want you to get too banged up on your on your first assignment here, eh, buddy? Like, I think I'll be able to handle it. Now I have to go cry. What not exactly. Really wanted to him to just completely assert his dominance there and mm-hmm. just like tip over what he was yeah. working on. Like I, I think, think I'll be I fine. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Shatter. So Wesley wants a icogram. I think that's what he said. Can't remember. Echo, echogram? Yeah. Something like that. Something? I'm not sure. A flamin' man. I, I uh, think it was something to do with echoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, our, our boy wants some techno babble done. And they're all like, listen, that techno babble takes a long time. That it can, can take, take five, five hours. hours. And we've been doing this for eight, eight weeks. weeks. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly. Come on. <laughs> He's just like, oh. So he goes and gets some advice from, uh, from who's that guy? Riker. Riker. Thank you. Riker's sure is macking on someone who's on yeah, a yeah. date at yeah. that moment. And he's like, listen, family emergency. I got to go deal with this brat. <laughs> Pretty much. He does the, the nice step over chair. Yeah. And, and, and give, gives Wesley his advice. And Wesley goes and gives his order. And, and it's and, instantly obeyed. And his advice is basically like, listen, fuck those guys. Just yeah. tell them what to do. Yeah. And they'll fuck to hell with it. them, W. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which would have been way better. Oh, yeah. All I, all I wanted him to do was just stand up, knocking his chair over, point directly at Wesley and go, To hell with them, W! And then storm off. What's great is, like, he's he's blown off his date to talk to Wesley, and then immediately, this is happening concurrently with uh, Data telling Picard about his Nigerian prince yeah. scam. Who, and Picard's like, call a meeting in my... Yeah. In his quarters. In they his don't... quarters. Yeah. That's because this thing is super top secret, yeah. So immediately, Riker is about to walk over and sit back down with his date and gets called to Card's quarter and is like, uh, rain check, babe. Yep. <laughs> Harsh. It's pretty smooth. Basically, like, oh, says yeah. like one word or like, then he's out. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't even pause to sit down again. He's like, oh, no. mm. Yep. I really enjoyed this. Gotta really, go, baby. I really enjoyed the secret <laughs> meeting in Captain Duty calls. The quarters because it's j- basically, it's just like a regular meeting except there's tea and scones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and Jordy is all about that of shit. Of course he is. He's just like saying, he's, yeah, he gets up and he storms over there. Like he's angry as he walks over there. And it's he's like, talking about, what, like he's very what, emotional. What, so they're fated to die? He's like, and Riker's like, I think we got to consider that. He's like, consider it considered and rejected. Now, where are those pigs in the blanket? Yeah, and then yeah. he's got his back to all of them. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> looking through the desserts. Yeah, picking through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Pouring himself some tea. You know, like just, you know, cramming his face full. I don't think this is ethical. Oh, God, that's good. Yeah. He was actually just getting water, but it's funny. Yeah. That, like, there's a whole spread there, and he's, like, just. He has his dramatic pronouncement, and then he's immediately. And then he's immediately at the buffet. Yeah, and uh, Worf is very against yes. helping in any way. Yeah, he's, the the uh, the prime directive is an absolute, and yeah. of course, as soon as he says that, Pulaski's just like, "Oh yeah. shit, here's my chance to really <laughs> stick it to Worf." I don't like that. That seems, you know, that that seems cowardly. Oh man, cowardly! And Picard's immediately just like, "Whoa, like, oh, let's let's just step things down a moment." Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, bitch. And, You're going to get your blood all over my room. And, and I do feel like this is 
pretty much the point at which Picard switches to a oh, fuck this mode for well, the rest of the episode. No, uh, he's not quite there he's yet. He's not quite there, he's but he's, almost, he's, he's getting there. He's edging towards it. So it, I, yeah, it takes a little girl voice to really push him over the edge. It's this whole thing. They're having like the, the classic, this is like the quintessential prime directive debate. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, should they interfere with what's going on with this planet? This planet appears to be doomed due to like, you know, seismic. Yeah. A seismic catastrophe. Everyone's gonna die, and Data's like, "Oh, we should save them." And everyone else is like, uh, "Violet's a prime directive, yo." So uh, but she's my friend. Like, oh well. And then they're like, "Oh well," you know. The rest well, of them are like, "Well, this is." Some of them are prime directive, and Pulaski's yeah. totally not because the doctors never are. Yeah, this, and the, uh, the, Jordy isn't because you know Jordy's yeah. a sweet guy. Yeah. The argument they're having though is silly. Like Picard states it very plainly. Like the whole reason they have the prime directive is so that they don't have to, you know, they don't get mired down in this type of like yeah, so they emotional. To and, shoulder this yeah, kind of responsibility, this type of this yeah. type of morality yeah. debate, and then at the end, then he's like, "Oh, well, let's just let's just hear the little girl speak one time." And then no, he's no, like, no, no, he that's does, what it is. Yeah, he well, he he orders Data like to sever look, the link, and Data the link instead right very very saucily turns, like, it, turns it, on it on in, 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 in his room a message because you totally know Data, he didn't Data, have to are do you that. Out there? Please. <laughs> Help me! Yeah. Oh and, my God, I'm dying, Data. Please and, help me. And, and Picard's heart melts. Because, yeah. He yeah. buckles like a cheap belt. He does. <laughs> Worf's yeah. the only one with any guts. <laughs> Worf's right. Actually, I gotta Riker too. Riker, yeah. he's just sitting there with his legs crossed, like, yeah, well, what, something we ought to What a consider. perfectly vicious little. Riker server. just wants to get out of there, so yeah. he can get back to his day. He, he does is, not care. Yeah. He is chill gotta, about the whole thing. It, it's like since a Data's a trial, he's just like, I can play devil's advocate with the best of them. Fuck all of you. Yeah. All right. So. <clears throat> Let's talk a little prime directive here. Okay, yeah. Let's have our own kind of round table this here. This is kind of an important episode for because it. Because now to me the prime directive has always been like non-interference in that you don't go down and get in their business and it's like, "Oh, yeah. uh, your gods are wrong. Listen to me. I'm a I'm a space being from the sky, you know." Yeah, you, you don't interfere with their but, development uh, in future, but here like they're all going to die. Yeah. So if you don't interfere, they're just going to die. Like what, what Yeah, there is no future to interfere with exactly. if you do nothing. Yeah. And there's the question like they can potentially take care of this without anyone on that planet ever knowing about their involvement at all. And that being the case, does that truly violate the prime directive, like the spirit of it? I kind of feel like it wouldn't. Yeah, like like to me, I would like I would I would say that's that's enough wiggle room for me. Like if I were the captain, I'd say, hey, as long as they don't know that we did this, you know, this is this is geology here. This isn't like politics or some shit that's gonna destroy these people this is you know plate tectonics yeah and like not only that there's the whole thing where what he kind of caves on is she is specifically asking for help from them yeah because like she has contacted them and is specifically asking for help that's his wiggle room but yeah you know if they're able to ask for help then like he caves because she sounds so cute yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> like, fully please be the monster <laughs> oh no problem <laughs> Foley is, take, take the right. devil's advocate role. Foley's all over this. Fuck us. These yeah. people need to die. <laughs> no, they, they, they're they very, like, they're getting involved. That more or less means that they're, at some level, they're interfering. And yes, the death of this planet means, like, if you if you prevent these people from dying, it's, while it also, it affects them directly, it affects some other group as well that would perhaps also have a chance to live. The planet itself isn't being ripped to bits. It's simply being made uninhabitable for this race. No, no, the planet is being ripped to bits. Like, these no. planets are exploding, remember? Right. Like, that, yeah, that's all, what's all happening. This planet is not going to exist afterwards. The prime directive is kind of silly because by your very
very nature, if you're interacting with galaxies, yeah. you can't with any system, you can't help but interfere. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote, your mere presence <clears throat> alters things. It's like you know, you can't it's the time yeah. travel thing. Like you can't inter, you can't interact with something without affecting it. Yeah, I so, think like the basic of the prime directive is just supposed to be this right tra- trying to not do what European settlers did. Yeah. I know essentially. that it's like oh that was bad. Let's stop doing that. I mean, I, but at like, the same time, they all damn well know. They go in saying like oh the prime directive tells us we can't do this, but we're gonna do it anyway because yep. we. So they're wrong. Well, I, like, I, like I you, think they either have they either you either obey the rule and you don't, or you don't. And if you don't, then why do you have it in the first place if you can just discard it whenever you feel like? Well, it? I, I think the issue here is not so much that you know they're 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 helping out even like they they may be able to do it without anyone knowing that they did it. Uh, it's the issue yeah. that other like then they kind of have a responsibility morally to help other people in this situation. Not only that, but <clears throat> the thing that isn't clear at the end of the episode is they okay like they they erase Sarjenka's memory right afterwards and but they don't a they don't bother with doing that with anyone else so there's a decent chance someone might have observed that they, they were there or if they're if we discard that as a possibility and we yeah, just say okay nobody like they don't seem to be able to well, let's say they got away with it without leaving a trace yeah. do they record in their logs that they did this are they reporting to Starfleet that they did this it sure sounds like they're not otherwise I, why are they I, yeah, meeting I the captain's the, quarters yeah, yeah. This, this is, this is, was, this is a what, special mission yeah because remember right. O'Brien took that map that's right. We'll get to. Exactly. But we're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. Folks. So like, we'll get there. Well, and that's exactly it, though. So they're very clearly breaking a rule that is in place, whether or not they agree with it. This is a pretty serious rule, and it's one they at other times pay lip service to being the most important rule mm-hmm. of Starfleet. So. Uh, What's the deal with that? I, that I, I guess it's. Like, if I was Worf, I would have reported them all. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like you know, uh, but you know, th- then it's it's like ratting on your like if you're a cop, if you rat on other cops, you're never getting that promotion up to uh, captain. And yeah, uh, do, do you, it, it's do you see Worf in a captain's chair? I sure don't. Listen. Well, he, he was lobbying for the new show. Oh, <laughs> I wish that show would happen. Great. I would watch the hell out of the, it. The, the fundamental Klingon philosophy is and always has oh, yeah. been you snitches orders. get stitches. I know, I know. Like, that's that's it. You know, like, that's pretty much their entire society. So <sighs> Yeah, you, you definitely follow orders if you're a Klingon. There's there's no wiggle room on that shit. Fair enough. Yeah. But I don't know. You personally, would you have killed those people? I would have ratted up a card immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like let it happen. Let them save the planet, and then like get some points with Starfleet. No, 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 no. Rat them out first, then destroy the planet. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're a monster. <laughs> Relieve them of cap. No, I wouldn't. Again, like, what do you? It's. I personally would say that the, uh, the have, prime directive has some room for improvement. Yeah, like it's it's less obvious here. It's than either back in that episode where it's either like it's the, either the we're gonna kill Wesley for stomping on some flowers by accident. Right, that was ridiculous. <laughs> well, the, the, the orgy planet. <laughs> Love that episode. So good. Over the course of the entire yeah. series, they're constantly the writers are constantly undermining the prime directive. So maybe the theme is that this rule is silly. But at the same time, it isn't intended to be like some guideline that you can just cast aside when it's inconvenient. I think, God, am I just paraphrasing dialogue from the show, I think? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that yeah. comes up. I, yeah. I, I can hear, like, Spock saying that in the original series, like, a <laughs> yeah. few times. Jim. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. It's it's problematic that they do it so often. Yeah, um, it's it's more an issue of them doing it often. Like, if this was a really rare thing, this is a pretty reasonable yeah, choice it, in this episode. So it, Because it, they, they can do it without anyone detecting that they well, did it. it. Turns it's not out, going yeah. to affect the course of their civilization. It turns out, in this case, it was, like, a best-case scenario. They were able to yeah. save an entire planet. They probably got away with it, and...
and their initial yeah. plan they didn't have to go to a plan B their initial plan worked flawlessly yeah, yeah. That, that, and unlike say the opening of Star Trek Into Darkness <laughs> where the natives end up worshipping the Enterprise right and you which know, I recall happening in an episode of either Voyager or Deep Space Nine could be where, where the, the time on the planet moves much slower than the time in space so they've just been seeing the Enterprise hovering over them for hundreds of for years, hundreds of years. Yeah. do you know the episode I'm talking uh, about I can't remember which it is no not offhand we'll have to look into sounds that like, sounds like but, Interstellar but yeah uh, yeah, kind of. Um. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's kind of an interesting dilemma, and this is one where I do feel like there's more wiggle room. Than, like it's it's less less. In the original series, right. they, they fuck with it a lot more. Oh, yeah. Like they play Kirk especially plays pretty fast and loose with it a lot of the time. Yeah. So the implications of like if Plan A hadn't have worked, like this is where you get into trouble. Let's say whatever they did to try to save the planet didn't work. Let's say it made things worse. So instead of the planet being, well, I don't know. Like I guess, do we even know for we don't know for certain that the planet is going to get ripped to bits? They think that's what's going to happen. Well, I think it's yeah. happened with all of the other ones in the system. Yeah, and I, right. I think they're reasonably sure that it's going to happen this to this one because this one this showing the has, exact same signals yeah and has yeah. the highest dilithium concentration right. that ever recorded so as Data said as Data and Picard say at one point you're in for a penny in for a pound at some point so mm-hmm. let's say they try this and it doesn't work what do you do then do you just wash your hands of things and fly away do you then try to do you do whatever you can to save as many people on this planet of which theoretically there are millions and millions you yeah. can't like no I, to- I totally get where you're going with this um, yeah and like at, at what point I think, I think Picard probably I think plan A was plan only for Picard. If this doesn't work, then, you know, too bad, so sad. You know, I mean, right. like, we would like to help, but we can only, he, he can only go so far and the Enterprise do- doesn't have the ability to relocate an entire planet, obviously. Right. Uh, but you can see why, at some point, like, another reason you might want to not want to do this sort of thing is that you're, there's that whole their reaction, their rejection of the, and they even say as much, their rejection of the Prime Directive is almost entirely on an emotional basis. They, yeah. they get emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. So if you go and do this and then it doesn't work, as a unit, as a, you know, a starship and a crew, now they have a further problem. Like Picard then is like, okay, now we have to kick the, the, the priorities of the ship. We've got to get out of danger. But some of the other officers may become more emotionally involved. What if they refuse to leave? What if they want to mm. do other things? And, and then you, we get into like a morale issue. Yep. Right. Assuming there isn't a mutiny. <sighs> It gets it's really it's so murky. Heavy. It gets really murky really fast. Yeah. It really does. It's, you, you guess, That's why the Prime Directive is so important. It protects us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So once All again, right. once again, Worf is correct. Everyone else is stupid. Ah. <laughs> uh. He, he should have just gone on a thing longer rampage in that. Uh, oh, he came so room. close. He that look he gave did. to Pulaski. Oh, he was going to do she it. She called him a coward. Oh man. Yeah, that, she, she, that was almost Pulaski's last. She was episode. having none of it. <laughs> That's right. So basically, because Wesley grew a pair of balls and told his team to do what he wanted them to do in the first place, they have now discovered what's wrong with the plant, and they think they know mm-hmm. how to fix it. And Data wants to go down to the planet to check on Sarjenka because he was unable to contact her to direct her to the safest point on the planet. And which significantly Picard had ordered him to do. Yeah. Picard said, listen, you go tell her to move to this point. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of the leverage he uses when he goes back to the captains. Like, listen, you ordered me to do this and I can't do it so uh, I should go down there and do it personally. (laughs) What's the difference? And Riker's like, don't be shitty. You know what the (laughs) difference is. The difference is you go down there and confirm that aliens exist 
instead of her thinking you're somewhere else on the fucking planet, you shit. Yeah, and Picard's like, well, I kind of did tell him that. Like, uh, He's like, uh, and this is where he reaches and like, eh, fuck it. Just, just yeah. go do it. I yeah, don't he care. Got, Whatever. Yeah, he said full fuck I've everything. I've washed my hands of it. I'm going to go read my book. Yeah, and, and he's, he's if, this like, had, if this hadn't been network TV, he would have said, "Oh, fuck, oh, fuck it. it!" Yeah, completely. Yeah. Like, he's like Riker, you go with him, and Riker when they, they yeah, go, go, to the transporter uh, room. Yeah, yeah, they go to the transporter room, and Riker immediately, O'Brien, take a nap. <laughs> and O'Brien, and O'Brien's just, like, like, just like, "You got it." Yeah, I didn't see nothing. O'Brien's loyalty to Starfleet does not exist. He strolls in. O'Brien, we're doing some illegal shit. Yeah. Close your eyes. You got it. Yeah, and, and like he's, like, he's like, oh yeah, I didn't see anything. He, yeah. he goes over against the wall and like, just it, it wasn't out. like I was just laying against the wall doing oh, nothing yeah, before you got here. I don't know. Yeah, and then like as soon as as soon as they beam Data down, Riker gets called to the bridge. He's like, damn it. He's like, and he's like, oh, I just woke up. Yeah. You know what to do? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, whatever. I, I have been part of the Irish mob <laughs> like for generations. No, it's uh, it's possibly my favorite scene in the episode. <laughs> yeah. O'Brien, take a nap. You got it. Yeah, O'Brien is killing it this season, man. <laughs> O'Brien great. constantly kills it. <laughs> O'Brien, you know, in retrospect, O'Brien is possibly one of my favorite characters yeah. in TNG. He's fantastic. Because he doesn't have anything riding on him the way any of the other characters do. Yeah. So he gets to be just like, just some guy who's just like, yeah, fuck this shit. Prime directives, as long Whatever. as I get my paycheck. Jesus. <laughs> Whatever. Now this is some serious bullshit. I'm going to go drink. Uh... So it's Data goes down to the planet and meets the feral child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, it, it looks like it the looks feral like a Mel Minty from, from uh, Rare, yeah. Except glittery, yeah, really glittery. Yeah, it's uh, in orange paint. It's Nikki Cox who went on to be the hot redhead on some weird uh, Married with Children ripoff with, uh, that had Bobcat Goldthwait as the voice of a puppet. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember that. I, I think it's like uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. I, I, yeah. I know the one you're talking but about. But yeah, yeah. She she was on that show. Okay. That's Weird. that's what she went on to do. Weird. Uh, she was she was essentially the uh Christina Applegate of yeah. that series. Okay. Um so yeah, he goes down to the planet and they have really weird technology that yeah. it doesn't seem like they develop without having Star Traveler or anything. So they, yeah. they have no space travel, but they have those disappearing walls. Yeah, they, they got these walls doors. Can you, you touch it with your hand touch. and it just like disappears like whoop. So data beams down there and he like disappears the wall and he's like, Oh shit. So the volcanic like the these volcanoes like are erupting two right outside. Volcanoes erupting mm-hmm. outside. He's like, like Sergeant right out there. Like, like yeah. he's like Sergeant. God damn it! Your backyard it looks like the cover of the Dianetics book. <laughs> <laughs> it surely does. It definitely looks like the kind of planet that would you know have a like a really technologically advanced society on it. It does kind of seem that way. Although there's just I don't know the the, the room is just full of pillows and yeah. there's not much. She, she's got like this weird paper mache yeah. doll. Is that her house? It wasn't. It like, seems to be her room because okay. the, the transfer. Or the, Maybe they the transmitter in, that she's been using is there. Maybe they live in like interconnected geodesy domes. Oh, it could be. It does kind of yeah. look like that. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Domes everywhere. With, yeah, it's like Montreal. Like, it's it's like Sea Lab, man. Mm-hmm. Except not underwater. It's great. 
Um, it's terrible. But she can't survive down there. He can't send her to where he was going to send her. So he's like... And her parents have taken off yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Well, she that was with them. That would never happen. Yeah, but she, <laughs> she <laughs> slipped away to come back and get her, uh, her shit. The transmitter. She, That's she ridiculous. because of the transmitter. Hey, listen. Minmei does the same thing in Robotech. This happens all the time in sci-fi. <laughs> it was ridiculous then. It was ridiculous now. It's ridiculous Are you now. trying to sell me that Robotech is ridiculous? Is that what you're saying to me? Are you looking me in the face right no. now and saying that Robotech is ridiculous? What, what are you saying about Minmay? Uh, what the fuck did you just say about Minmay? <laughs> she, she ain't all that. Rick <laughs> Hunter is going to beat your ass. <laughs> yes. That's probably true. Black and blue, man. So Data makes the executive decision to just beam up with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, 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 and there's, a, like, there's a brand. Oh, shit, oh, oh shit. This is, this is, well, man, I'm glad I'm asleep. Arbite's <laughs> like, it's your ass. He's like, oh, he's like, kids are gonna roll for this. Where, where's Riker? He's on the bridge. He, or, so he starts going. Where are you going? To the bridge with uh, with that. Yep. 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 <laughs> he's like, all right. He's like, oh man. And all of a sudden, like he makes it to the bridge, and suddenly Picard's everyone attitude. Everyone is so pissed off at him. Well, everyone's super uncomfortable except for Picard, who is furious, oh, and man. that's why everyone's He's uncomfortable. Angry. Like as soon as he walks in, everyone's just like, "Oh shit!" It is the angriest Picard has been in the entire series. Yes, to this point. it's amazing. It's like, like you brought a child you know, on my bridge. He, he can't even say it. Like like he sees it, and he has to turn away, and he's he's practically <laughs> shaking with rage. Yeah, and it, it had it's nothing incredible. to do with it had nothing to do with data like disobeying a director. Or, yeah, like, violent prime director. It's like, just he brought he the kid brought into his presence. A child onto my bridge, and and Riker's like like trying to calm Picard <laughs> down. I'm, I'm sure he had a good reason. What we is it with he better have? <laughs> man, what is it with Picard and, and kids? It's ridiculous. Yeah. He just doesn't like kids. I think mostly Picard is just really incensed that. Data had the gall to bring the alien aboard his ship after he had I already know, made. I know. <laughs> he, he, after he'd already been like, so, "Listen, you know, I've made a lot fine, of concessions listen, here. <laughs> fine, go down there and do it." The, like, fine, but bring her back up. It's just like, oh shit, you did not. Oh god. And then, like, he's just like, like, counselor, take her down to sickbay. And then counselor gets all, like, creepy van on her. Like, here, come with me and we'll get a treat. There's a moment where she, like, lunges towards her. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the the little girl just hides behind Data. And, like, yeah, I'd be a little freaked out, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you would think that Deanna would be a little bit more capable of sensing the emotions that are going (laughs) on there. No. But, you know, it's just further proof that she really doesn't on the bridge doing this job. And now... Now Picard has lost the the final fuck oh, that yeah. he had. It's gone. He's done. And he's just like, fine, keep her here. This concerns her anyways. Just just shut her. We, we might be watching her planet die in a moment. Let, let, let's just all sit here yeah. and watch it. Fine. So <laughs> they do their thing. And oh my gosh, it's a total success. Hooray. Wesley is very pleased. Wesley saved the day. I yeah. Wesley saved the day. He's the chosen one. Yeah. And uh, now... Uh, Data's gonna take her down to sickbay, and she's gonna get her memory erased. Yeah, and like she's Picard, gonna have to meet Pulaski. So that that's probably for the best. Then, yeah, it's Picard enough. like talks, like messages yeah. Pulaski, and like, hey, can you erase her memory of like the last eight weeks? Could you just yeah. get rid of all of it? If that doesn't like, work, great. if you can't get that to work, can you just erase her? Yeah, <laughs> you'll have to end her if this doesn't work. Yeah. Be sure to use the memory eraser on all of them. You mean the revolver, sir? <laughs> yes, yes. Wipe your memory when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they go down there. Pulaski has a way better bedside manner with the child than uh, Troy did. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy. Completely. And uh, she finds this rock on Pulaski's desk, and she's like, holy shit, what's this? Because the rock starts humming when she picks it up, and she's like, oh, it's a blah, blah, blah singing rock. It sings a different song for every person. She's like, what does it sing for you, Data? It does not sing for me. Why not? Because I'm a fucking machine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a person. I'm not a person. I'm not real. I'm a thing. I'm a godless, I'm a I'm a godless killing machine. <laughs> <laughs> like so presumably this episode takes place before measure of a man when he got his personhood <laughs> i guess so <laughs> they erase her memory he takes her back to the planet and leaves her with this alien singing rock which i'm sure <laughs> will arouse no questions from anyone ever That'll be fine. Yeah. Well, she's not going to remember how she got it anyways. That was, yeah. just, that was just a final fuck you to the Prime Directive. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Data, this whole episode is just Data basically trolling. Kind of, yeah. He, he's just not giving a shit about any rules, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of out of character for him. Like, him developing a relationship with someone is something that he does. Yeah, but, but like, when he received that message, he should have known instantly because he can see where that message is coming from. Oh, this is coming from one of the planets in the system. We know that all of the planets that none of the planets in the system have made extraterrestrial contact yet. First contact hasn't been made with any planet in the system. Therefore, I cannot answer this. Yeah, but then so he does. It's, it's a weird choice on his his behalf. Like, it, it's really out of character for him specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was Jordy, I could totally see this. Oh, it's or different. Wesley. Even. Or Wesley, absolutely. Like, this would have been a good Wesley plot if Wesley had been... Yeah, and, and it would also drive his, uh, his intensity in leading this uh, yeah. geological survey because yeah. now he's personally invested in the lives of the people on that planet. Yeah. And maybe the, maybe that's what this is all about really is Data, you know, because Data can do things at superhuman speed, he was just pissed that they're going to waste eight weeks <laughs> Wesley this little training exercise that Data could have probably finished in I ten minutes. I need something to do during this. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I guess I'll just fuck the prime directive. Yeah. Great. It's just him getting really sassy with the rules for uh, not mm, being in charge mm. of this shit. Well, he's just, this is just a waste of time we yeah. could have done like we could have banged out about seven other episodes in like this we, time. we have seen his uh capacity for being smug i mean that that seems to be the emotion he's most comfortable with yeah. at this point in the series so yeah, yeah this is just him going into absolute smug overload yeah yeah <laughs> okay maybe i can see that in retrospect <laughs> i i think this probably would have worked better as you know like just a full it, wesley episode. yeah full wesley episode it, and it, this probably yeah. would have been arguably really good, been one of his best yeah this could have been really good character development for wesley mm-hmm you know and you know leading into like the way he left the series was defying Picard to save a a group of people yeah and like further than that it just seems like the emotional beats of the episode uh, him going to Picard about this you know him selling it emotionally would be much more there than Data doing it because Data sassily like turning on the message of her pleading for help that's so not Data but that is completely Wesley he would do that absolutely it's kind of weird yeah Yeah. thinking about it yeah this should have been a Wesley episode yeah really would have been and it would have been better as a Wesley episode yeah. I'm really, not generally a fan of Wesley episodes, but this really would have worked. Yeah. I would have liked it also if this it had been a Warf episode. Well, obviously. <laughs> well, always. <laughs> it would have been a lot shorter if it was a Warf episode. Fire Hello? torpedoes! Hello? Is anyone out there? No. <laughs> Is anyone out there? Click. <laughs> No, um, the idea of like Data. Picard. I've been trolling this little girl. <laughs> That'd be great. I just make scary sounds. <laughs> he just talks in Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> Impudent Topa, <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> Your world is doomed. Oh, no, this is the idea of war, uh, like 
data getting smug on data they're like on on wesley you're like oh he's so oh, yeah oh wesley you're so learned you're so so precocious how many books have you read oh all those guess what i've read everything ever <laughs> i i read all of those in the last five minutes while we yeah. were talking yeah <laughs> while we were talking oh yeah i'm rereading them right now while we're talking yeah in my brain because my brain's a computer mm-hmm. it's it's really a whole lot more compelling than this conversation yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, i'm oh, doing well. 53 other things right now while we talk this is the least important thing i'm doing <laughs> oh what's that you're crying yeah. oh, that's a shame well, let me just keep your tears away from me i might psychological rust. counseling while, while i'm here oh man so but that never happens what would you rate this episode that's a tough one because like in the moment watching it yeah. it's decent yeah like, it's it's perfectly watchable but it's in dissecting it coming back to it like it's some really missed opportunities. Missed opportunities and just a lot of plot holes that don't make sense just yeah. in terms of the character decisions. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go, I think, uh, I don't, like, I think it's a fairly solid episode, but it could have been, enjoyed watching it, it, it. could have been a lot better. So I, I guess I'll go, I don't know, Lieutenant Commander. That's three pips, two filled, one unfilled. Wow. I think I'd go one below that. So just, just lieutenant? plain Lieutenant. Yeah. I think Lieutenant for me. I'm going, like, I'm going, go ahead. I, I like, I like the episode. I enjoyed watching it. It's just in thinking about it I started to dislike it mm-hmm. and just thinking about if it had been a Wesley episode it would have been yeah. maybe the best I Wesley think, episode I think striking on that is what's really kind of turned yeah. me around on this episode because yeah. I hadn't really thought about that until we specifically yeah. until we came up in conversation just like oh this should have been a Wesley episode because it would have worked so much better that yeah. way and it would have made more sense for every character that way because mm-hmm. you know Wesley's a little bit better at you know selling the emotion of it to everyone else and, and th- that's kind of what he does in a lot of episodes of the and series it just be more forgivable for the teenager to make this kind of mistake yeah. than the android. <laughs> yeah. The, un- the unfeel- emotionless the supposedly android. Supposedly unfeeling machine yeah. at this point. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know what, like, for all of many of the reasons that you've already stated, mm-hmm. I'm going opposite to you guys. I think there's an ensign. Wow. Okay. That's okay. fair. I think it's a failure in a lot of ways. All those inconsistencies are annoying and undermine it completely. Like, it, it's not like, this episode wasn't, like, infuriating to watch like some of them like have the been. Child. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that, but like this is poor. Basically, like, Foley was hoping that they would let the planet die. If they'd let the planet no. die, then this would be getting an admiral. Well, that would have been a really that would have been interesting. That would have been episode. dark. Don't yeah. say. Don't tell me that wouldn't have been awesome. Well, I know totally. Awesome. I'm, I'm with you. That that would have been a really interesting dark way to go with this episode. Also, when the animal selection thing came up in the holiday, Picard said unicorn admiral. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. So a lieutenant commander, a lieutenant, and an ensign. We don't always have to agree. Yeah, no, yeah. no. 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 Absolutely. I, I I'm. I like it when we uh, when we have a broad spectrum yeah. on this, but I'm, I'm really glad we stru- struck on that Wesley thing because yeah. in retrospect, this would have been a great Wesley episode. It's so good because yeah. he didn't get me- like I can really think of very few great Wesley episodes. Well, most of the episodes that are centered on him are kind of annoying. Yeah, especially yes. this early. You <laughs> yeah, know, especially. it gets better. Like you know, like the like his departure from the series initially mm-hmm. is pretty good when he goes to Starfleet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like the one where uh, he and Picard crash on that desert planet. Yeah, that's the that, best Wesley. Yeah, episode. that's really the best great. Wesley episode. But this could have been. This had the potential to be a really good Wesley episode. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. All right. So I, th- I think we've said all there really is to say. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, so thank you for joining us here aboard the Diecast Enterprise. You're going to want to tune in next time. One of the all-time is greats. Q who?
It's the first Borg episode. We're going to have guests, or guest, possibly guests. Yeah, we're not uh, sure who's, con- who's going to be able to make it. So yeah. are we going to do this next Monday? Uh, yeah, abs- that's, uh, cool. that's the plan. So, uh, yeah, please join us next time. Uh, this is Pax. Rolling. Jay. Catch you later.